0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Top Guy Movies Podcast with Jim Davis and Justin Gardy. In a few moments, we're going to be discussing Gerard Butler, the ins and outs and the ups and downs of his illustrious career. Uh, Looking forward to having that conversation. Stick around for it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Top Guy Movies Podcast. I'm Jim Davis, and with me is the other top guy, Justin Gardy. Hello. How are you? Very good. Good Very good. Uh, this is our our first our inaugural episode. Uh, I think I said that right. Inaugural episode. It's our first episode, whatever. Um, and this is where we're going to discuss anything and everything that's related to movies, pop culture. Um, we'll do deep dives into specific areas we find most interesting at the moment. Uh, today's episode, we're going to focus on Gerard Butler and his uh, his fantastic career, his early life, his his movie choices, and just uh, you know the type of guy that he is. Uh, Justin, I know that you know we kind of bonded on Butler here recently. What what got you interested in Butler to begin with? Well, now can we
1: can we take a step back before Butler? <laughs> sure, absolutely. So I wanna, uh, this is listen. I don't want to go straight into Butler. I first want to explain why we're even having a podcast here at twelve thirty eight in the afternoon. I should be working. Um, you know, it is what it is. This is why. My, I texted you, an audience. I texted Jim, and I said, Jim, this is my peak performance hours. Now, the audience, you might ask, why is this my peak performance hours? Well, I'm going to tell you why. East Coast guys, and you're going to learn throughout this show that Jim and I are both from the East Coast. Well, East Coast myself, guys. love prescription drugs, whether they're prescribed to you or not. I'm, I'm, I'm at about a 90% capacity level. You put me at 7 o'clock, I'm boofing. Audience, if you don't know what boofing is, go look at well, both and boofing. It's a popular thing in jail. They put it up their butt. It's an interesting thing. But so this is why we're talking now. Because See, like to, I like to,
0: But I like to get, I like the evening time to roll around because that's when I, you know, I have a glass of wine. I'm feeling good about myself. I feel a little more loose lipped. I'm ready to have conversations. 12.38 is not optimal timing for me. I know that you're up at the crack of dawn. You're doing whatever, whatever pills you're popping. You're working out. You're hitting Sorry. the pre-workout, the post-workout, all that shit. I'm, a, I'm an evening type of guy. That's what I was for. So we'll give this one a shot. If I think it's good, we'll keep it. If we if it isn't, then we're going to have to start doing some evenings here. Because well, quite
1: frankly, this podcast might not even take off if we're both
0: looking at different times. That's very true. we got to figure out a way where we're both hitting the apex.
1: You know, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some mixtures. I'm going to be a chemist, you know, uh, play the mixtures of Wellbutrin. Um, we're going to also be coming up with an issue here in a few weeks when this podcast really takes off. Could I be off my Wellbutrin due to um, taking That's never more never a I good showed. thing. Yeah, it's That's never not a sure. good thing. But uh, let's not start this podcast on how um, I'm addicted to prescription medicine, because I'm not. Uh, I just use it for various reasons. Anxiety. Uh, the other one is, uh, you know,
0: peak performance.
1: This is my performance and answer.
0: It's all about peak performance. It's all about being a top guy. We know yeah. that. That's important to both of us. But hey, let's get back on track. Let's talk about Butler, all right? Cuz he's he's really why we're here. And you know, you and I, what I what I should preface this by saying is you and I watch a lot of movies, right? We watch a lot of movies, we watch a lot of TV shows. But probably where we do most of our time is scrolling. Am I right? We're just we're constantly scrolling through movies, TV shows, a- anything to watch, anything that's going to provide us with, as we say, anything that's going to get the job done, right? That's really what we want, which is just a solid couple hours of entertainment in our lives. And when we find someone who checks these boxes, whether it's an actor or director, or, you know, kind of a genre of film, then we really start, you know, going in deep, right? And that's that's what happened with Butler. Garley, what was the movie that got us to Butler? How did do, how do we get?
1: All right, in. so I
0: think the movie that got us
1: to Butler uh, that really opened our eyes was Hunter Killer, I think. Absolutely. I think that might have been the uh, eye-opener. Now, listen, we're not saying Butler is the greatest actor of all time. Quite no. frankly, he might not even be in the top 100. But, like Jim said before, <laughs> A to B. We need, All we're trying to do is press play after everything's done. We're laying in bed. We want to watch a movie. We wanna press play, we wanna watch it all the way through. And that's become a very difficult task because we're scrolling. Last night, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Next hours. thing you know, I'm reading Yahoo articles about dudes in Florida murdering people and eating each other.
0: That's that's for another podcast. That sounds actually kind of fascinating, but it it gets the job done. You say, Jim, watch it. How, how long did you tell me to watch this movie? You know, longer than I should have
1: usually you don't you, you don't come you don't pop in right away. When I make a suggestion, you're not you're not quick to it, you know. And most of the time, every suggestion I've made, uh, you don't watch it. And then every suggestion that you give me, and I watch before you watch it, you don't watch it either. Based on I, my review, I got a
0: I got a big life, dude. I got a lot of things going on in my life. I don't have time. I don't always have time for these things. But you know, every once in a while, you have a gem. Uh, they're not they're not always gems. This happened to be a gem in uh, in your movie recommendations. And and Hunter Killer is just look. We're not saying it's Citizen Kane. It's not it's not a great movie. But you know what it does is it keeps you interested for two hours. That's all it needs to do, and that's what it does, and it does it really well. And as we started jumping into you know, more of the Butler-verse, as I like to call it, uh, we noticed that he has a lot of movies you know, just like this. Uh, one of the movies that I personally love that got me interested in, in Gerard Butler is uh, Reign of Fire, which I've told you to watch probably more times than you told me to watch Hunter Killer, and you still have not watched that movie. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, and... Um for the audience, and you're going to learn about this a little bit more. I, you know, when when I I'm a cover guy. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but the cover is what is supposed to attract you. So when I'm looking at Rain of Fire, and I'm looking at it right now, I'm not into the dragons thing and the fire. It's not just it's, it's not my it's not my thing. I see a guy, ball guy, got like a snake head. Tet- I don't like that type of thing. Bald so guy, talking, dude.
0: It's that's Matthew McConaughey, by the way. And you know who else is in that movie? Christian Bale. That's a that's a solid cast. You got your butler you got your mcconaughey you got your christian bale i mean and there's a bunch of other people in it too but if those were the only three people in a movie you'd watch that movie
1: no i understand that people love dragons jim trust me it's just you know i I'm, i like movies that are believable but if they're unbelievable they're not stupid and this is stupid okay i know that sounds it's very hard to explain but I'm looking at these pictures. I see this dragon thing lying on the thing. I see bald McConaughey with, a, I don't know, it's not even a snake. T- I don't even know what tattoo. Forget the tattoo.
0: Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Girl, they, they fight dragons. They fight dragons. That's all you need to know. They fight dragons. And, and that, it's it's good. And two hours later, you're like, you know what? That went by really fast. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to take
1: your recommendation on this one because a lot. Some of the time, I definitely do. Uh, I'm like, no, nah, it's not happening. I say it's going to happen, but I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, no, I'm not watching that. But I'll watch it. You know, we should do a little thing where, like, if I don't like it, you pay me back for the 4.99 that
0: I wasted on this. I'll Ven, dude. I'll Venmo you five bucks if you don't like Reign of Fire. All right. So we know what you don't like, which is dragons, wizards, uh, science fiction. Uh, any of this nonsense, you're, you're you're more of a you know you like historical fiction, you like you know kind of nonfiction stuff. That's that's more up your alley. What would you say are the kind of the top, the top things that need to, the boxes that need to be checked in order for you to say that this movie was a banger? This is a top movie for a top guy. What, what you're looking for in a movie, and we'll get back
1: to the Hunter Killer because that that is really what got us on Gerard Butler. Trust me, I couldn't stand the guy before I watched Hunter Killer. Uh, one thing is you gotta have killing. You got to have murders, you need the sex, you got to have the sex. Although Hunter Killer, I don't believe anything happened uh, with the sex aspect, but you can always, you know, you don't have them all of them. You're just going to have a majority of them, uh, the twists, you got to have the twist, the suspense, um, and it's got to be semi believable for me. It's got to be semi believable. I mean, I even watched the core a few days ago for the second time, which is completely unbelievable, but I like that better than rain of whatever the heck you want me to watch.
0: I can already tell you I like The Core
1: better.
0: The Core is a great, the, Butler's not in The Core, but The Core is a fantastic movie. And, sure. You know, there's. I only really only have a couple of things, because I'll watch anything. I love every genre. I love, you know, action. I like rom-coms. I like, you know, I'll get into really anything. But, like, dialogue is a big thing for me. I want lots of dialogue. I'm a big yeah. Tarantino guy. I want, I want people talking the whole time. I want to be engaged, and I want to know what the fuck is going on. Uh, I want to keep it moving, you know, and whatever, whatever takes place. You know, we talk about movies with no people or dialogue that goes on for more than 20 seconds, which I've noticed recently in the in the amount of new material that comes out on Netflix and these original, uh, you know, Amazon shows that a lot of the directors are doing this, you know, where it's just you're literally just looking at a car driving on a road for for the first like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of a movie. I don't have time for this in my life.
1: Yeah, or the scenery. It just doesn't keep me. It doesn't keep me wanting to watch. The second you said that, uh, the movie with uh, or the kids and the nanny, and they're in that log home, and then they Mrs. kill Doubtfire? themselves.
0: What is it called? Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a new. It's a it's a recent scary movie. Oh, and the like, cabin. The cabin is what you're talking about. Yeah, and there was a scene where all uh, the snow, and it was over the lake, I think it was, and all it was like for literally 20 to 30 seconds, and it's like, what are you trying to get here? What are we trying to achieve?
0: Right, you know, boredom. we go them.
1: deeper into like movies that say like six words, um, Drive would be one of them. I've Man. only watched 10 minutes of it. I think it's Drive, the one with Ryan Gosling. He says literally 11 words in it, can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, talk, like what we're doing now. Talk yeah. as if you're on a first date and there's a silence.
0: And when there's a silence, you just gotta keep going. Stuff happening, you know, cars are blowing up, but there's not not one single famous person in the entire movie. Now, if you if you have the budget to blow up a car, you definitely have the budget to get, uh, you know, Urkel or, you know, <laughs> or somebody in there. So, you know,
1: Somewhere well, here, and listen, I'm glad you're touching up on all these topics because guys, I'm
0: gonna be honest with you, get, get Kathy Griffin for Christ's sake. Kathy Griffin needs money. She does, and she'd be great. She's been in a lot of movies. You know, she was in Pulp Fiction. There's a lot of these guys out there. Put Carmine Junior in there. Put you know, go on cameo. Find the cheapest guy you can find. Put that guy in your movie. You know, exactly. Yeah. I'm actually googling 20 celebrities. Uh, I'm looking this up as you speak.
1: 20 celebrities that went completely broke. You Google that. You click on the link and you scroll down and find one of those 20. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, exactly. Larry King, Wayne Newton, Meatloaf. They're all better than a rapper. I can assure you that. Yeah. You get Meatloaf in there. Me- <laughs> yeah, the no name. Meatloaf. Okay. <laughs> Throw meatloaf in a, in a, in a car chase, you know. Have, have him chasing cars.
0: I want, just, him. I want him chasing cars. I don't want TI. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I see a movie called Car Chase, and it's got meatloaf on the cover. I'm, I'm re- and it's two ninety nine. I'm renting that right away. Yeah, it's better than Jill Johnson from Shreveport, Louisiana. We've never heard of before. Exactly. Um, the, yeah. Who? What are we giving these people shots? Well, that's fine. Give them their <laughs> shot, but get get a name in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just. As Jim said, give us
1: some content and
0: give us someone we know. That's it. That's all we ask. And it's it's really not that much. But also, you know, I also understand it from the other, from the filmmaking side of it, right? Which is, it's difficult for them because they don't want to just, you know, keep churning out the same shit over and over and over again. They're trying to do something new. They're trying to elevate the art form. <laughs> They're trying to do something in there. And I'm saying you can do that. You can do all of those things. You can You can be an artist you can you can you know try to elevate the art form you can even do it with some no-name actors uh, these scenes that are just that are literally just masturbation that it is it is just a, a guy who's like I got the money I got the crane I might as well shoot this car driving and it'll set the tone for the movie no so anyway I'm getting I'm getting a little fired up here I apologize I don't know I uh...
1: let me throw you a, let me throw you a little twist real quick and this is putting you on the spot last year two years a movie that uh, just started with a bang.
0: That's hard to pick because, honestly, the last two years, as you know, and I think as, as anyone who's listening to this knows, the last two years have been real shit for, for just, you know, theatrical. I mean, obviously, no one's really been to a theater for a year or a year or more. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking the past couple of years, um, oh, I mean, and this didn't even start out as a banger, but this movie is a banger. Dude, I Care A Lot is a phenomenal movie, and that movie's great, and that doesn't even check all the boxes that we just discussed. But that goes to prove that there's an exception to every rule, right? So, if you're, if it's entertaining, if the people in it are charismatic, then all of those rules go out the window. But if we're talking about some sort of rote police drama, then they got to check those boxes.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's what uh, do you got?
0: What 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 is a banger? Started out the first 15 minutes of the movie, you're like, I'm hooked, and I'm watching this all the way through. You know, I, I asked the question without an answer. Uh,
1: that's going to be for next podcast. We'll save that as a little tidbit, but. Um,
0: that's I'll get good. back to you on that one because
1: I—it's on the tip of my tongue. There's
0: a couple I remember that one that starts hot and just rolls, you know. Well, uh, what, well what we need to write down is—and that's all right. What we need to write down is the bangers in the past couple of years that start out that start out as bangers and keep it up. I think TV
1: to. shows are probably better at it. Oh, with, with the leading with the banger and the leader—that listen, this all—all the shit connects. These horror movies. It can be an hour and a half long. The first hour and twenty, nothing's happening.
0: Right, and this is the thing with with the horror genre is that it's. I get why they make so many of them, and I get why you know I, that's all I see when I'm scrolling is because they're cheap. You know, make a horror movie is pretty cheap. All you need is is dim lighting and a house right (laughs) but most of them are so bad now i mean that being said you and i both loved fantasy island so you know what do we really know about anything
1: yeah no and and let's mark that for another podcast too i would like to talk i'd like to talk to the audience have a little chat with them about uh reviews
0: oh yeah we're gonna have a few guests uh you know i was speaking to some of our our friends and co-workers recently We'll, we'll get them we'll get those guys in here and um, you know, if we can think of anybody good, we can, we can always invite someone in, um, to discuss any topic. Uh, any oh, yeah, of...
1: absolutely. But back with the Butler thing we were talking about is the consistency, right? You know, you got, there's 30 different, there's 30 actors, if not more that are better than him. I mean, I'd rather hire, I think Andy Milanakis died, but he would be better than, than Gerard Butler <laughs> in terms of acting.
0: Did Andy, did, hold on. Did Andy Milanakis die? I didn't hear that.
1: Uh, I mean, where would you have heard it? It's not going to be on CNN.
0: I'm going to show I you know. that one. That's true. But I mean, uh, no, he's no. alive.
1: No, no, no. Andy Milonakis is not dead. He's 45. That's the shocker.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's just so. Man. Uh,
1: so the consistency aspect of it, right? You know, everyone loves Jake Gyllenhaal, Leo, who I think those two are probably the most versatile actors, uh, potentially. You know, with Gerard, you're not getting shit.
0: You're not getting yeah. great. I can
1: show you that. But what you're getting is an hour and a half. You lay in bed.
0: You press play. You press end i mean i'm looking at the guy's filmography and the guy's been in at least you know in at least like two or three movies a year since like 1997. so he's been in a lot of stuff a lot of these movies i'm like i don't even know what this is i never heard of it you know what i mean but it came out the same year that 300 came out so you know it probably got dwarfed by the the success of that but i mean that's a testament to the longevity of his career but it looks like he never he's like nick cage or somebody you know or like even like latter-day bruce willis like he never turns down anything he's offered and he's like, and in interviews that I watch with him, he's such a sweet guy. You know, I'm, I'm thinking like, maybe it's not the money for him. Maybe it's just like he's so sweet he doesn't want to turn anyone down. You know, so you like Gerard <laughs> as a person? Yeah, dude. Have you watched interviews with him? Because he- <laughs> <laughs> let me
1: let me tell you, let me let me veer off real quickly because eh, I have a problem with the way with people's mouths. It's a fetish of mine, not a fetish like I want to fuck mouths. It's just a fetish of how people talk and for some reason he really irks me.
0: It's not not that you want to fuck balance <laughs>
1: Well that's true too, but the way his mouth
0: moves really throws me off. It's weird. He does and it also it almost feels like uh like it's an affectation, right? Like he doesn't need to move his mouth like that, but he moves his mouth like that because he, I think whatever. he's hiding an accent. Well, uh, what what do you mean hiding an accent? He's got a very thick Scottish accent. I'd love it to get him on here and ask him about his mouth. <laughs> the uh <laughs> but so what you're effectively saying is that Gerard Butler his accent is actually in reality if he's speaking in his normal speaking voice is worse than the speaking voice he uses when he's just doing like yeah. an interview with with some entertainment show. Yeah, I think like Margot Robbie would be another one. Uh... That is very interesting. I would and if that's the case, I would love to hear the full-fledged no-holds-barred Gerard Butler speaking voice because I think that would be very interesting
1: maybe or maybe not because you would think after the 60 movies he's done in the last like 10 years I mean one of the time they wouldn't they could use his accent so maybe right. he might have just had a stroke <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm a little picky I shouldn't be I'm just a picky guy you know I like what I like Jim's always like oh, oh, oh girl is BO don't worry about it no I don't want a girl BO <laughs> and I don't want a girl with a side note. You talk normal, and you put the other on it. It's not really that difficult. I'm not asking for that much, to be honest with you. But let's go through his movies. Let's go maybe... I mean, we could start... I mean, he's... Uh, let's take 97 now. I mean...
0: No, I'm not doing anything in the 90s, because I didn't hear about Gerard Butler or know that he existed until Dracula 2000. Did you see Dracula 2000? Two- I know that's not, your, that's not your genre, so you probably didn't see it, but honestly for a dracula movie for like a, a straight up you know monster movie it's pretty entertaining it's pretty good
1: i mean that's another one i'll write on the list you know well um, he also
0: plays and this is interesting because you're italian and i mean you're not catholic but you know you probably have catholics in your family the the dracula story is updated in this to where he plays count dracula but his real backstory is he's judas iscariot who the guy who betrayed jesus in the bible and he gets, you know, he gets cursed with this uh, with vampirism for for betraying Jesus, and so he's lived, you know, for the past, you know, two thousand years or whatever. And he, and you know, he, he's changed identities and he became Count Dracula at a certain point. So kind of an interesting take on the whole monster movie genre. I thought it was good. This was the first time I ever saw Gerard Butler, and uh, and you know, immediately taken with the guy. I thought he was fantastic uh, in that. But you know, the very next movie after Dracula two thousand, you know what that is? My personal favorite. Reign of Fire, uh, which he's great in the movie. He's not exactly a starring role because, I mean, he's starring alongside McConaughey and Bale, and Bale takes, you know, the majority of it. But he plays basically uh, in the movie, and you know, you, you definitely should watch this movie, but in the movie he plays Bale's, uh, Christian Bale's character's, like, right-hand man. Like, after the dragons have sort of ravaged the earth and there's nowhere left to go, they hold up with a small community in this in this castle in England. And, uh, you know, they've got kids there and, you know, they're running schools and they're trying to kind of rebuild society. They got a little farm. Um, and Christian Bale's the leader of the whole group. And uh, and Gerard Butler is like his right hand man, the guy that the guy that helps him out. So it's uh, he plays a, a great role. And, he, and he's full Scottish accent. Fire is definitely a must watch. Now we've got uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Justin, you ever see the Tomb Raider franchise when it was Angelina Jolie?
1: No, it's 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 sticking to that genre. It's sticking to, you know, I, I put Rain of
0: Fire, I put Lara Croft, I put them all in the same category. What are you talking about? They're not even close to the same genre. Lara Croft is like a person. She's a human being who happens to be a hot bounty hunter. I mean, that's that could happen.
1: Okay, we'll get into the women thing. That could come back, you know. That's going to be another episode. Because I'll, I'm going to, remember you just said that, okay? Because I'm going to come back at you whenever episode we talk about women roles. Listen, I'm all about me, no, listen, this is not about, just, we'll get there when we can. Larcroft, I'm looking at her picture.
0: All right, and so I like here's, it. I mean, I understand, I understand what you're saying, but the question I have for you is, and this is, this is really, you know, this is something that you really need to come outside of your, your genre issue on. Did, I know you didn't see Timeline. No. It's got Paul Walker in it from Fast and Furious, but it's basically, it's about time travel, but very, very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So he's no, sticking you... to that. So right now,
1: starting early, he's sticking for a person with a finer palette, They wouldn't agree with this, but I'm putting this all in the same
0: genre. This is all in the sci-fi medieval bullshit. It, that you've pretty much summed up that movie in one sentence, which is sci-fi medieval bullshit. But yes. what you should know about that movie, and there's a couple of interesting things... Is that uh, it was had a couple of great writers on it. It was, it was directed by Richard Donner um, and had a very big star, Paul Walker, at the time. Billy Connolly's in it too, who's who's uh, you know, fantastic. Um, also Scottish, and I think that's probably why uh, he was cast as I think he's Gerard Butler's dad in that movie, um, but also you know, stand up comedian, great guy. So, a pretty phenomenal cast in there, and uh, it. It really, dude, that movie gets the job done. If you can get over the fact that it's it's time travel and medieval bullshit, then you will like that movie, but I don't think that you will. But, Guardy, life is about coming outside of our comfort zones, you know? We can't, we can't just stay in our lane forever, right?
1: Sure. No, absolutely. And, you know, this is, and this is part of, uh, you know, why we're even starting this. You know, this is going to open me up. You know, I'll be watching a little bit. Um, right now, I'd rather have someone take a 4x4 to my dick, to be honest with you. Um... <laughs> Because I'm, I'm not watching it. I, if I want to watch something unbelievable, I'll watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: Great movie. I'll watch movie, Jumanji. Right. Got all, another great movie. Which Jumanji? Are you talking about the Jumanji with Robin Williams or the Jumanji with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? No, we're going Jumanji with Robin. First of all,
1: that uh, let's mark this one for another episode. The Rock, is he an A-list actor? What is an A-list actor?
0: Absolutely. Money-wise he
1: is, but he's horrendous. We'll, we'll stop right there. Let's keep going with Gerard, but, but all right, well, this... sum up. to sum up the movies that you've talked about so far...
0: I'd rather have a four by four to my dick and watch Honey I Shark the Kids. <laughs> All right, well that's fair. Um, after After Timeline, he does a bunch of uh, you know a bunch of films that I don't really know about. Dear Frankie. Well, he did the Phantom of the Opera, which is you know kind of a departure for him, where he's you know in a musical. Um, Game of Their Lives, Beowulf. I mean, there's a bunch of these ones in here that I'm just like not uh, you know super into. However. You know bear in mind timeline came out in 2003 300 which is really you know his breakout role came out in 2006 which is three years later and in between timeline and 300 he put out one two three four five six seven movies like this guy's non. i mean i respect the grind you know (laughs) like this guy is non-stop making movies which is a testament to the fact that you know these guys still have to you know go in and audition i was watching an interview with uh with Gerard, and he was saying, yeah, I had to go in and audition for 300. Uh, and you would think at this point in his career, he'd been in the game for so long and starting some movies that he would just get offered a role. But no, he's still got to go in there. But that's this guy's going in there. He's crushing auditions. But he gets the role of King Leonidas in 300, which, I mean, I don't think any of the movies that we talked about so far came anywhere near the type of box office and notoriety that 300 got at the time. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. That's yeah, one hundred percent. That movie. I mean, there's a whole a stigma, aura, whatever kind of ah you want to you want to go with it. You know, people are doing push ups, like a three hundred workout, all this shit. Um, yeah, that movie definitely. I think it changed the game for him um, because then even looking further, uh, which you will get into, I think his movies get a little bit better
0: yeah, from my point of view. He probably got offered some better stuff after 300. I mean, once you become a bankable star like he did after, that, I mean, this is the defining moment in Butler's career, right? And I was watching an interview with him earlier, and he said, you know, that he lobbied hard for this part, um, and that he worked out like a maniac, you know, to get those abs into and, and to look the way that he, he was supposed to look for the movie. Um, but also an interesting little tidbit about this movie, and I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but the you know the big scene where he goes, "This is Sparta," that whole thing. He, uh he improvised that line I mean it was the line that he was saying uh, but he was, he kept going like this is Sparta you know uh and then he did the big you know the big yell and then kicked the guy into the pit uh and then he turned around and saw that like pretty much everyone was laughing at him because they were like <laughs> they were like what a goofy way to deliver that line um but Zack Snyder who directed that uh loved it and kept it in and it became I mean one of the most like kind of parodied uh aped and and you know lines in modern cinematic history so you know, it just goes to show, uh, you know, that you know you make decisions and you live with them and sometimes they're good and sometimes they aren't. And I think that that is the larger lesson of this guy's career, which is, you know, you make a decision like that. You think it's going to work. You know, you're in a movie like this. You know, a lot of it green screen. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. This Zack Snyder guy's pretty new. And next thing you know, it's a blockbuster. And then you're on doing, you know, you're on doing other things. So, yeah. uh, P.S. I Love You. I don't know. Did you watch that? It's, I mean, not believable. I know, that, but it's a very good rom-com. Let me check the cover. Hillary Swank, Gerard which we don't Butler. like. Hillary Swank.
1: Let's, well, let's let's let's. I'm not
0: saying I don't like Hillary Swank. I'm not saying that because right. she has done a few movies that I think are pretty good. But uh, I think I haven't seen it. It's if you're a rom com guy, and I know that you are. <laughs>
1: no, I mean I like a little rom com, but it's got to be a little like rom com, like with a little edge to it. You know, I, I'm not into you know, 40 days, 40 nights thing with Adam Sandler. Uh, I'm looking for a little edge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of edge, this is, you know, he does the, and the guy's done everything, right? He's run the gambit or the gamut. He's got, you know, he's got good rom-coms under his belt, great action movie under his belt, Uh, you know, timeline, you know, fantasy, uh, all this wonderful stuff. And then this is really where after 300, when he gets into the, uh you know a few years later gets into really sort of these more action-oriented roles right um and there's still there's a few kind of sprinkled in rom-coms in there as well the ugly truth is one of them um but yeah gamer and law-abiding citizen are the are kind of the next two big ones um for him to come out which uh, you're right i mean after 300 he started getting better roles but again i do want to point out that between 300 and gamer which is only two years apart he released six movies so i mean the guy's banging stuff out you know what i mean so if, if you really want to get into gerard butler's career you're watching a lot of movies you're watching maybe 100 movies from 97 to 2022. the guy is uh the guy's working hard which i love but gamer i've recently watched gamer this is one that i've always kind of avoided because i never liked the sort of you know dystopian future where they implant something in your brain and you're played like a video game type of thing which you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that love that genre. Um, didn't really love it, but what I will what I will say about that movie is that Butler does a phenomenal job in this movie of playing this sort of con- conflicted human being who you know wants to gain his freedom, but also you know doesn't want to kill all these people in the process. So and he and he plays it really well. You know, you can see it on his face in that movie. So I liked it a lot. Thoughts on Gamer, Justin? I know you've seen that one. I've seen half of it. I doubt
1: oh, you, you, we first talked about it. Uh, I dabbled into it. Now, audience, let me explain something real quickly. You know, I live in lo- alone. You know, fifth floor, no big deal. That's another flex. You know, top floor. Anyways, Des
0: Moines.
1: Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, another flex. You know, it's, it's the yeah. it's the bustling utopia of the Midwest. Anyways, uh, you know, I'm not into the murder stuff, the kid, the blood, the headshots at night. You know, I'm a I'm a watch that kind of stuff on a plane. You know. Watch it during the day. At night, I move to the funny.
0: Well, and th- see, that's where, I, again, you know, we talked about this at the top, which is, you know, you're a daytime guy. You're you're moving, you're grooving. Next thing you know, you know, 9 o'clock comes around, you're asleep. I, this is where I come alive. I'm a nighttime genre. I'm a nighttime guy. I love a good shoot-em-up, uh, you know, gore type of movie, which kind of leads us directly into, and this isn't super gory. This is more of a psychological thriller, which is definitely your genre, Justin. Uh, law-abiding citizen. Yeah, probably. Loved it. Yeah, my second, uh, right behind *Reign of Fire*. My second favorite uh, Gerard Butler vehicle. Uh, so good. And interestingly enough, I did a little research on *Law Abiding Citizen* as well. Uh, he wanted, or they wanted him to play the Jamie Fox role, and uh, Gerard was like, "You know, I'm kind of sick of playing the hero. You know, I don't really want to do this. It's kind of, you know, to me, it's kind of a boring role." He was like, "I really want to play the role of the bad guy who who sees his family die and gets revenge in this really intricate way." So he talks to Jamie Foxx. This is just, you know, this is a... It gives you an idea of how cool Jamie Foxx is and how cool Gerard Butler is. Um, but they got together before uh, Jamie Foxx was brought in to talk about playing the role of the bad guy. And, and they were offering him the role. And he said, uh, you know, uh, he's like, I'm, I'd love to be in the movie. I don't want to play that guy. I want to play the cop. So he did that so Gerard Butler could play the bad guy. So pretty cool shit.
1: Yeah.
0: I know you don't care about stuff like that, but Law Abiding Citizen... Beginning to end, great. I mean, we're talking about Good, scenes okay. where, yeah, Jamie Jamie Fox is interviewing him in the cell, uh, and he looks up and says, "You got to cancel your twelve o'clock appointment with the judge or whatever." Yeah, that you know those those type of scenes give you chills. A lot of suspense, twists and turns, everything Justin likes. Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I want I want you to go twists turns. This I can't say anything bad. I'm actually thinking about something negative to say about this movie. Yeah, I, I, the movie's not, fin- not, it's good, good, good movie. I'm trying to think of something to say bad. I can't. So props to Gerard. You finally put out a good one. Oh, a good one in the Hollywood world. You're putting out ones that get me through. Remember, we discussed this earlier. Getting me through and good are two different things.
0: Um, Absolute, absolutely. For sure. I mean, there's, you know, The Revenant is a good movie and it's got Leo in it, but I would not put that on right before, you know, I'm about to go to that. sleep. You know what I mean? Not watching that's,
1: Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. And also the other thing about uh, about Law Abiding Citizen is it takes place in Philly. So that's where I'm originally from. You know, I'm a Philly guy, East Coast guy. So whenever there's something like that in a movie, you know, it piques my interest. Yeah, call me stupid, whatever. I don't care. I just like stupid stuff like that. Come from Philly where our most famous athlete is fictional. So it's all good.
1: Well, that's true. And you that's went cool. to about
0: three weeks of college. But
1: <laughs> that's probably another one. Um, and the other... <laughs> the other thing, and now I keep losing my train of thought. I was losing my train of thought when you're talking about, uh, oh, part of why we have a connection on this movie and getting from A to B, and I think it has to do a little bit with we're East Coast guys as well. Um, we're we moving. Move fast. Yeah. We're moving. We're not slow. You know, we're not yes. slow people.
0: They're uh, called, slow's not good. They're called movies, not slowies, not stoppies. They're called sad. movies. We, we want to see movement. We want to see things happening up on the screen. We're, we want exactly. to engage our, our, you know, lizard brain and just be entertained. That's all we want, you know, and exactly. we, uh, we're conscious of it. We're aware that we're doing it. So just give us what we want. That's all we care about. Exactly. So speaking of which, well, actually, no, not even speaking, of which that's not even really a great transition, but after law Abides, law abiding citizen, he does bounty hunter, which I don't love. Uh, he does an animated movie, How to Train Your Dragon, which my kids love, but you know that isn't really my doesn't you know doesn't really get me through Coriolanus, which is Shakespearean. I mean, the guy's really stretching his legs here, you know. And then he gets around to Machine Gun Preacher, which I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It is a true story, so you might like it, but it's it's very very good. Have you seen it?
1: Uh, no, I have not.
0: Jesus Christ, man! All right, well, you got some homework to do because Machine Gun Preacher is is very very good. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I'll, 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 I'll dabble.
0: All right, and then the very next movie, and bear in mind, we're skipping a lot here. So we're going from Law Abiding Citizen, which came out in 2009, and then we go up to Machine Gun Preacher in 2011, and then skipping a whole bunch of stuff because, we, you know, playing for keeps, you know, Gift of Night Fury, Movie 43, which was terrible. He plays a leprechaun in it. Uh, but it, it brings us to, outside of 300, probably his defining, the defining moment in his career, it started the franchise that's kind of sustained him for the past... Uh, you know, almost decade is Olympus Has Fallen comes out in 2013. Um, this movie comes out right alongside uh, White House Down, which was kind of more of a, a, a you know, smart alecky, irreverent take on the someone takes over the White House genre. Um, and Olympus Has Fallen kind of took itself a little more seriously. So I think people dismissed it a little bit at the time, but still made a, uh, you know, bundle at the box office um, and has, you know, spawned, you know, a many, many, many other, you know, Olympus Has Fallen. Angel has fallen, London has fallen and I think yeah, is shit's fallen. Yeah, shit has fallen. It's called it's it's called the has fallen uh what not genre but you know franchise basically so and I kind
1: of put that in. I kind of put th- those three movies uh loosely based in the disaster area, you know. Sure. I'm not making too many categories, Jim. You know, I'm not a guy who's putting all this, you know. I got four or five categories and this one goes into the disaster. So this links with the core this links with Greenland that we'll talk about later. That uh, love, love. Love that Greenland. movie. But it, it's those disaster movies. Uh, the one with John Cusack and they fly in a plane in the... 20, 2012. Yeah. So Olympus has fallen and all that. I'm going to put that in that in that category. Um, just a solid movie, you know? It, it's It gets... It, once again, it gets the job done. Folks, it's on Netflix, so you don't even have to pay for the thing. Just use someone else's password if you don't have it. Watch
0: it. It's weird because I, I've seen, obviously seen Olympus has fallen and it, 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 gets the job done. Right. And then I've seen London has fallen and that also got the job done. Um, but the one that I thought really where the, you know, the directing and the, uh, and the action and everything kind of came together was angel has fallen, which, you know, usually third movie into a franchise. You're like, all right, they're, they've beaten this thing. The taken three. It was like, you know, they took his, his second cousin or something, you know, they, they've beaten this thing into the ground. But yeah. uh, Angel has fallen was good it was very good the action sequences were great the dialogue was was uh not as not as kind of stoic and boring I really enjoyed that one so it's it's a rare example of franchises getting kind of sort of better as they as they move through each iteration so and there's only so many times you can do this has fallen thing but you know we'll you know we'll, we'll, we're along for the ride and it'll always get the job done
1: angels that that's the one uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one with those drones flying around.
0: Yeah, uh, it's good. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. It's. I mean, look. This is this is the best praise you can hope to give in 2021 or 2022. Sure. It's a good movie. You know, you kind of shrug your shoulders and go, "That's you know, whatever. It's good." You know, it, and our definition of good is, you know, I didn't fall asleep halfway through it, and I didn't actively turn it off and, yeah. choo- and choose something else while I was watching it. That and like you said, you're not creating a whole lot of genres. And neither am I. The only, the only genres that need to fit into my life are those two parameters. You know, if Please. I don't fall asleep during it, it's fine. It's getting the job done.
1: Yeah. And if, uh, put this down for episode uh, 38 about, because uh, I would like to talk about also, not so cliche stuff, you know, um, I care a lot. She dies at the end. I guess that's a little bit of one. But, like, here's the other thing, all right? Spoilers. These action movies. I like action. And I know I'm going a little bit against my but they can only survive so much. You know, I when the guy's flipping cars 10 different times, walking through fire, getting shot seven times, and all of a sudden he's still alive, no. Uh, it's not how it works.
0: I mean, I'm, a little I'm, more believable. Yeah, we can suspend disbelief only so far, right? And only so long. And then after that, it becomes ridiculous. And you know how I feel about, you know, you know I'm a very, uh, you know, I'm a feminist, you know, I believe in the cause, I'm right for it. But they always, they make these movies with with females and they, it's Russell Crowe punches this 90 pound girl in the face and she gets up and keeps fighting. I'm like, that would never, ever happen. I first literally of all, text, oh, go ahead. First of all, I couldn't, sir, I, I wouldn't get up from a punch from Russell Crowe in the face. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Jennifer Connolly's certainly not doing that or whoever was in that movie. Like, it's ridiculous. And so that's where, I, where I'm like, all right, look, they try to make these female action stars fight like men, but like, women are smarter. They should write a smarter movie exactly. about women being smarter than men leading them into traps and getting them, you know, exactly. getting them caught. That's no, how exactly. Are, they're not coming no. at you with a with their fists. I mean, no. I, I would laugh my head off if some exactly. girl came at me swinging her fists. I mean, unless Listen it was like you. Ronda Rousey or something.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't even know if Ronda Rousey. Listen, and I even texted you about, I remember with uh, Big Little Lies. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. Big guy. Would knock out all five of those women.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Very big Zoe Kravitz could run from three, have a three-mile head start and start sprinting at him and still wouldn't knock him over down the stairs to whatever happened. So get me a little more believable. The women are smarter than that. They're not fighting fists. They're doing poison. They're hiring someone. Outsourcing. That's what I would have done. Exactly. You know, I'm not fighting. Stupid. Nobody's, Yeah.
0: So it's ridiculous. I agree with you. There's there's definitely genre movies that are good and and do a great job of what they do. Um, but yeah, there's there's specific things where the the belief just goes completely out the window. That is one example, but I'm sure there will be many more. Sure. Um, but getting back on track, uh, three hundred: Rise of an Empire. I'll admit, I never saw this one because I I didn't have a lot of faith in it from watching the trailers. Um, did you ever watch the sequel to three hundred? Rise of the Empire. Yeah, there was. An- they made another one. Where do you see that? I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his filmography. I mean, where are we? 2014, right after How to Train Your Dragon 2. I don't even see it. Hmm. It's not even in IMDb. The next movie after How to Train Your Dragon 2 is Gods of Egypt. Well, he did two movies between that. He did 300: Rise of an Empire, and then September's of Shiraz. But he was he was only the producer on the September's of Shiraz. He he reprises his role as King Leonidas and. In 300 Rise of an Empire, and I think that might be the issue. I think he might play, like, King Leonidas in, like, a flashback or something. Like, he's not, like, actually in it, but he's in still, it, you know what I mean? I mean, I think he still gets credit for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he still gets royalty checks. Dude, this guy, must his mailbox must be... blood. His Like, he must look at his bank account every once in a while and just see, like, thousands and thousands of dollars just blowing up in there from all the royalties he's getting from all these fucking movies. It's ridiculous. The guy's in everything. Um... So yeah, Gods of Egypt, don't care, didn't see it, not a big fan of, of that genre. I don't really love the, you know, you don't like the, the dragons and the fairies and stuff. I don't like, one of the time periods that I don't care for is ancient Egypt. Whenever And they do a lot of these movies, these sort of ancient Egypt gods, ancient alien, Stargate movies. I, I'm uninterested, I don't care. What I do care about is London Has Fallen, which, like I said, probably not the best one in the in the entire franchise, but... Not a bad movie. That movie will definitely get the job done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really, let's mark this for episode 34. Aaron Eckhart. Because he, he... he I just saw him in another movie. What did I see him in? He wasn't that great in it. Uh, Line of Duty. <laughs> uh, he's kind of like a, a poor man's drug dealer. Kind of. Uh, but yeah. I remember this movie. Action. Up and down. Uh... And once again, a reoccurring theme. I watched the whole thing. We watched it all. I mean, Jim could go through Tenet all day. Jim Jim couldn't watch ten minutes of Tenet. I haven't even pressed play on it when we watch it.
0: And I, I mean I'm not ashamed to say, out loud and in public that that is a okay. bad movie that is a bad movie from beginning to end and you know what they did they they threw a giant pile of money probably like the gdp of of lebanon at this fucking thing because and this is what happens right like you get a great director and sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't you have a great director and then all people ever say to him is is how great he is and you know how awesome he is and he could do no wrong and then he puts his head up his own ass and he makes a shitty movie filled with with a bunch of pretty dress pieces that makes zero sense is the sound quality is awful and the dialogue is wooden and stupid the movie's not good that is a bad movie i would rather watch
1: uh we go back to fantasy island eight oh, percent rotten tomatoes
0: yeah i'd rather watch fantasy on three percent rotten tomato i bet you ten it's probably like 98 percent of rotten tomatoes, rotten lucy tomatoes L,
1: if you're listening to this lucy because you will be one day trust me i can guarantee it we watch you on the show <laughs> I want They'll, to be going through.
0: You. They'll be going through our biographers are gonna to have to go through all of our podcasts to yeah. figure out, you know, when they're writing the book about us.
1: Well, they're writing the book because you know, we're gonna get famous one day and then one day we're gonna split. There's always
0: gonna be the split. You know, I want to Top get my guys money. the book, top guys the TV show, then top guys the movie, and then you know, and then we retire. Then the fall of the
1: top guys. Because we get into the, like well, some legal battles yeah. and shit.
0: Well, I want Gerard Butler to play me in the movie, so I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean you're more like a Danny DeVito, but sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm arguably the the Danny DeVito of Austin, but I'm probably I'm probably the Butler of Des Moines. I would say, yeah. Well, I
1: mean, Austin's good-looking people, so you're probably yeah. you're probably the Butler of Des Moines. I wouldn't even go with the Danny. You might be the Melnacus of Austin. I mean, Austin's got good-looking people, but uh, I'm an I'm an
0: Austin two, but I'm a Des Moines eight. So it's all good. Exactly. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Des Moines, you're eating butt. Austin, you're playing video games. <laughs> all, right. all right, so. Again, we're skipping more movies because this guy's just banging them out. But this is when you said you know things got really good for him after three hundred, or he started doing better movies after three hundred. Agreed. Um, where he, where I think he really started doing better movies was after Olympus has fallen. So, um, and you you can't really see that in the first like handful of movies. How to Train Your Dragon two or three hundred, whatever. Gods of Egypt, boring. London of fallen. He does basically the the same thing. Then a Family Man, which is, I mean, it's pretty slow. But after that, he's like, all right, no more family man bullshit. Back into the action genre, back into craziness. He goes into Geostorm. Geostorm, all right, arguably not his best work, um, but is a solid action movie. Uh, has outer space in it. It's got, you know, it's got crazy uh, disaster stuff happening on Earth. Uh, Gerard Butler plays a scientist, which is always, you know, not believable, but, you know, we watch it anyway. Did, did, did Geostorm get it done for you? I can't remember. I think you said Yeah, no, Geostorm,
1: listen. I, eh,
0: as i get older my mind changes you know i like things that i didn't
1: like and i, I don't like things that i did like i love a good disaster movie by good i just love a disaster you know end of the world stuff because essentially i mean that's what's was going to happen around here anytime in the next you know few years but um yeah i, I like disaster i like that whole thing geostorm you know i it's fine i watched the whole thing it's good i liked it
0: Alright, here so here we go. This this is where he starts to go on a run, right? This is when he really starts to, you know, get his All get right. his feet under him, right? We got Den of Thieves. Let me just hit these up and then we'll come back to Den of Thieves. Right. We got Den of Thieves, the Vanishing, Hunter Killer, Angel Has Fallen, Greenland. And then he's got a couple of movies that are, he's got Night Is Falling coming out in 2022 and the movie The Plane, which I haven't heard anything about that's coming out this year, so. And then All-Star Weekend, which I don't even know what that is, but it sounds like a rom-com to me. But I mean, starting with Den of Thieves, that's a solid five movie run of just banger after banger. Den of Thieves, great movie. Uh,
1: Yeah, Den of Thieves, you know, uh, it goes against a little bit of my rapper thing, 50s in it. That's uh, true. But there's 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 always going to be an exception. And um, Pablo Schreiber, very good in the movie. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who I believe, he's the one who fucks everyone. Yeah. Uh, this, everything. This is what it is. Murder. Twists. Heists. Heists. I love a good heist. Love a heist. But that's what it is. Nothing stupid. I'm not looking at mountains for six minutes. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at heists. I'm looking at guns. I'm looking at people tricking other people. If I yeah. wanted to look at mountains, I'll go to Denver. <laughs> I don't want to look at mountains. I want to look at bank robberies. I don't want to look at forests.
0: I don't want to look at forests and I don't want to look at just beaches and, and the woods and cars Stop. driving. I want banging, and clanging. And I want all kinds of stuff happening. So, exactly. the, the movie after this, which I don't think either one of us has really given enough attention to, and I have tried to watch this, I didn't finish it. That's not an indictment on the movie itself. But uh, the Vanishing, which gets rave reviews, and it is a psychological yeah. thriller, which is your, one of your favorite genres and one of my favorite genres. And it stars yeah. Butler, who's one of our favorite actors. But neither one of us has really given this a shot, have we? Do, are you familiar with the Vanishing? Yeah. So this is one of the movies that we talked about
1: uh, when when we do our scrolling. Um, you know, we find movies that, um, and this will be your podcast eighty two on how uh, new releases and everything is not in order. Like it's a complete clusterfuck. But we'll talk oh. about that. And a different thing. So that's that's got to be
0: brought up at some point. because That's, that's got to be brought up
1: because I think I think the movie industry is not making enough money because no one knows that they even have these movies are out. The Vanishing, I found, love the reviews, but I'm not strictly a review guy. For instance, no. and let me just give you an example about reviews for the audience. I'm looking at this restaurant. I'm reading the reviews. Oh, it's got some one stars. Okay, let's take a look. And the one star is, oh, bad service. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit that the service was bad. I just want to know about the food right now. Maybe the service is better. If I hear about a rat, the rat's obviously gone. I don't care anymore. There's no more rats. Once there's one, there's no more. <laughs> what?
0: So, what do you care about? Bad service and rats? Don't don't, no, rat, don't check any I boxes. I want to know stories. specifically
1: about the food. Okay. Right. So in this, so with the movie thing, I'm not going to go with. You know what? I'm going to even Google. I'll even Google. Um, the reviews. Great reviews. The thing that really screwed me was the cover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not into that. I'm not into that old and uh, lighthouse
0: one. So I haven't seen it. I might watch it, sure. Well, after this, after this podcast, I think I'm going to have to, right? I mean, we devoted you know an hour to Gerard Butler, and we haven't seen maybe one of his most highly rated movies in a genre that you and I both adore. So that's on us. You know, we, we, we should have been better prepared for this because I think Vanishing might be one of those movies that you know we could really, really you know get into and, and delve into. But yeah. that's for another time. The very next movie that, that comes is really what kicked this whole thing off for you and me, which is Hunter Killer, which is a movie that, you know, you talk about scrolling. We talk about this. You see this and you're like, it's got butler in it. Yeah, it's got a name, right? That's a big requirement. Um, it's, you know, it's submarines. You know, it's it just seems like a genre that's been done to death and that it's going to be, you know, not good. Meanwhile... You know, you watch it, you give me the thumbs up, and I, you know, I'm not always taking your advice the way I should. You know, I, we, we have we have kind of different sensibilities, but we we agree on some things, not on others. Hunter Killer, great movie, beginning to end, kept me kept me engaged. I wanted to know what was happening. Uh, I, yeah. I loved, you know, Gerard Butler's character, the cat and mouse game, the the submarine trying to scooch through or squeeze through these little passages and stuff. Yeah. It really gave a, another uh, kind of. Uh, feel or another side to the, you know, the submarine cat and mouse genre, which, which uh, it's very, very good. Well, you had that,
1: you had that, and then you also had the, uh, it was Navy SEALs that were on, that were on the ground trying to uh, rescue the Russian president.
0: Oh yeah, that's a great part. You know, I completely glossed over that part, but that is a great, that is a great part couple
1: stories, that was a whole nother story, uh, which I'm not going to give it away because it actually kind of gives a little bit of a twist, right? The, uh, oh yeah,
0: there's a twist. There's it's definitely not exactly
1: a twist. how you think the ending would be. Uh, it's kind of, but not exactly. That's why I liked it. But you know, I, and I like the submarine aspect of it. I did. I, I I enjoyed it. I usually didn't wouldn't think I would, but I like that. You know, it was good. You know, they were trying to stay quiet. I don't know how believable that is, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I'm not a marine biologist, scientist,
0: or in the navy, so I'm not quite sure how that works. Um, but yeah, it
1: was
0: good. Yeah, let's get, back to, let's get back to, let's get back to the filmography. I just want to hit a few, because he's really only got a handful of movies left and they're all, right. they're all pretty good. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Angel has fallen. You know, we discussed that already. I, yeah, that's probably my favorite in the franchise. Obviously night is, has fallen is coming out, uh, next year. That might be right. better than angel, but angel was good. It, 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 you know, it elevated the, this whole franchise, I think. So I, I'm, a, I'm, I have high hopes for night has fallen. And then we've got Greenland, which you know we brought we brought it up earlier in the podcast. I just think you know as far as disaster movies are concerned, uh, you know there's, they've been done to death, and sometimes they're interesting, and sometimes they aren't. Uh, Butler does a great job in this; great job.
1: Yeah, we both spent 1999, I believe.
0: Yeah, and and was and one of the few times you and I spent 1999 on something and said worth it. You know, got yeah. got my full twenty dollars of entertainment out of this thing.
1: That's even when we were bored to death during like like the middle of the pandemic, where basically we could have watched anything. Um, but yeah, the 1999, because you, you were on a string of like four
0: 1999s. Yeah, I, there was like a month where I spent like $120 on <laughs> Yeah, you went like free <laughs> <laughs> E. Yeah, yeah. And so
1: I try to wait it out. Warrantanian's the next one. Um, but uh, Greenland, yeah, good movie. You know, you got the father, you got the mother, you got the kids. There's a certain point where these disaster movies, you just got to go for it. it's one man for
0: himself. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've got, uh, you know, after that, after Greenland, which is, you know, recent, the mo- kind of the most recent thing I've seen that he's done. We've got uh, Night is Fallen, like I said, that's coming out next year. And then after that, there's, he's in production for a movie called Cop Shop, which, you know, they don't even have a release date for this thing yet. But in typical Gerard Butler fashion, like listen to the plot. A small town police station becomes the unlikely battleground between a professional hitman, a smart female rookie cop, and a double-crossing con man who seeks refuge behind bars with no place left to run. Holy shit, that looks that sounds good. It's got uh it's got Gerard Butler obviously. We got Frank Grillo, who Frank Grillo's kind of the He's kind of the poor man's Gerard Butler a little bit. I mean, Frank Grillo's like the pandemic king. This
1: is the third movie. I w- he's been in one with Bruce Willis and the one you told me to watch that that I was kind of like
0: uh, the... Uh, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, that sort of... He's living the day over yeah, and over Yeah, yeah, that again. thing. Grillo's
1: all over the place. He's just popping up. This is where the guys that can't find business when everyone else is working works.
0: Right. But he did five movies in 2019 and he did... He's done. Yeah, Grillo, and he's done one, two, three, four, five, six movies in twenty twenty one. He's been six movies this year.
1: Something happened.
0: Divorce, child support. Oh, for sure.
1: There's definitely an underlying theme to this. Like, you know, why all of a sudden you want to do five movies? it's there's always going to be a, a uh, interesting Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. You know there's, um, and if you oh. saw, it.
0: yeah, that see, looks. Re- Ridiculous, no, I mean, but uh, I said it looks ridiculous, but I'll, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm on board for it, but it looks stupid. It looks like Dead of Thieves for uh,
1: Gerard Butler, who's coming out with a little sequel, which I like to put that on Podcast 11 about sequels. And I also um, would like maybe to potentially connect that with because, um, guys, listen, uh, we're talking about movies, but the other thing we're going to talk about, which plays a huge role, tremendous role in our lives, is TV shows. And not those bullshit NBC TV shows. Listen, I know people like that shit. The Office, uh, da da da. No, I'm talking about real shows. Shows that hook you in from the start to the end. And I know we have a lot to talk about with those shows. And I know we have a lot to uh, talk about about you know seasons two, seasons three of these things. Um, so that's episode eleven. Mark that one down.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we no, we're, to we're gonna get. We're for- definitely gonna get into some TV shows in on this one too. Um, you know you and i have have a and really it's only a handful of shows i mean i feel like you know movies is really the 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 biggest place where we can you know do the most amount of deep dives so But sure. there've been there've been a few seasons of a few shows that that uh you know, killing eve comes to mind and a, and a few other ones that are just you know very very good so we'll be we'll be delving into that uh in in future episodes, so but yeah, for top guys movies, I'm uh, gonna sign us out now. Guardy, are you uh, are you finished? Have you said everything you wanted to say? Have we touched on every topic we should have touched on?
1: Absolutely, I think I think we've touched on everything. Uh, you know, part of me, I don't know what I'm gonna say until it's at the end of my mouth. So I uh, could have been missing things, but here's what I'm gonna do: the, the new Justin, you told me to step out of my shell. Uh, I'm gonna write things down. So from now to the next podcast, I'm gonna write things that we missed on this one kind Of backtrack a little bit and then move into uh, whatever the next episode's about. Maybe we have a guest, probably not, because you know we're on episode two, we're not pulling guest episode two. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we covered everything um, that I can think of right now.
0: Yeah, so for Top Guys movies, this is uh Jim Davis,
1: yeah, this is Justin, and we'll see you next time.
0: All right.